Wynn and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wynn or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wynn for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynn Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, amazing co-host, Wynn Morgan. Hi, Wynn. Hello, Kate. How are you doing? My equally amazing co-host. <laughs> I'm good. Good. Yeah. So for today, we actually had a listener ask us to chat about something, not really a question, more around a, a subject, a topic. Mm. So we'll see how it goes. Does that work yeah. for you? It does. You did tell me what it was, and I instantly went blank, which is a nice place to start. <laughs> Good, because I'm going to read it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So our listener says, the spiritual side of the three principles is something I'm slowly learning to accept is something I may never get by thinking about it. The concept of oneness, a separate self, or even what is ego are things I feel I need to understand to have a better experience and fresh new thinking, but nothing is landing so far. Do you want to come back straight away, or would you like me to uh, hmm. chime in? I mean, I can I can tell you what my my initial thought about it was. My initial thought was there. There's a sense that our listener feels the need to understand things intellectually. And oftentimes, at least for me personally, when I'm in that space trying to figure things out or feeling like there's a need to figure it out and understand it up here in my head, that that often takes me away from not only feeling the amount of depth that I think is possible for us when we're not up in our noise, right? But also the wisdom that, I don't usually get onto the wisdom that's trying to get through the feeling of things and sending me information in that way through the feeling because my mind's so busy trying to figure it out. Yeah, that was my, my initial thought. It was a lot like, yeah, me too, when I'm like that. I, it, nothing lands for me either. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Well, same. But at the same time, 
I noticed that I, I can I can quite enjoy the intellectual inquiry. It's not to say that that's wrong or anything. I quite enjoy it. And then sometimes I get too deep into a rabbit hole and then it's just like, ah, and my brain is just kind of like lost and fried and things. And that's when I'd like to say that I always recognize that and spot it and come out of it. But I'd be fibbing if that was uh, what I would say, because I still fall into analytical rabbit holes. But I think that's nothing, that ain't wrong either. I mean, a part of the ego would be that I, I, I need to be a certain way. That's an ego talking. I need to be different. That would be ego talking. I need to not have an ego. That's my ego talking. I need to see something spiritual. That's my ego talking. I need to have something else. That's my ego talking. But there's also something in the, because I, I, mean, I was intrigued by this question and this inquiry. And there was a part of it where this person was asking, because I think I need to understand it in order to get a better experience and fresh thinking. Maybe not. Who says that's true? Who says? I mean, to, in my mind, especially the second one, fresh thinking happens regardless of what I do. I mean, fresh thinking is built into a human being whether I like it or not, whether I push it away or not, whether I embrace it or not, it still happens. It just seems to be just true. There's a metaphor that I remember noticing quite a while ago now, and it was sitting on a plane and looking through the corner of my eye and I could see the, the, um, the wing behind me, sort of on my right shoulder. And it, with the, it, there were two engines on either side, on either wing, and I could see two over my right shoulder on, on that wing. And the rotating jet engines at the front, so me looking back at them, and this one plane, it had painted on it a spiral shape. And when I looked to the corner of my eye, it looked slow, this spiral thing. And then when I look back to see what am I seeing here, it was too fast. So there wasn't, that shape just didn't, wasn't there. But I, I remember then looking after we'd landed when that was stationary, so it wasn't turning anymore. Yeah, and there was this white painted spiral in this dark gray uh, background color. But it was interesting that I could only see the spiral slow through the corner of my eye. But when I went to look at it hard, it disappeared. And I was just like, how does that work? I don't know how it works. There's amazing things that happen with perception and when we look at things directly and when we look at things in the corner of our eyes. But I think it's the same as what this person's saying in their question. It's difficult to see something sometimes when we're looking directly for it and at it. And it doesn't mean it isn't there. And the only thing I'd say to that as one way of wrapping up my bit before I ask you to come back in is, in my mind, asking that question means that this person already on a path to seeing more. And even the fact that they know that looking with an intellect is going to make it go further away and they just, may, just want to be open to it. I think that means that they're even more on the 
on the path of seeing more without them needing to look hard. Or another way of saying it would be, it's kind of a done deal, dear listener, that you asking this question, you kind of got it. Yeah, and it will reveal itself and potentially in a very mysterious way, funny way, whatever it is, or a what kind of way, but it will, there'll be something, you'll get an insight over it because you're in the conversation. Can't fail to have an insight about it in the conversation, especially when you know what's in your way, which is you're riddled through your question, which is terrific. I think so. I had that thought as well, that the fact that the listener understands to a certain extent that they're trying to use their intellect to get a sense of the formless, the spiritual nature of life, like you're done. You're, you're so much closer than, than you think to really getting it in a way that creates a better experience. Actually, you know what? There's a quote that I read earlier. Do you mind if I find it? it Maybe boring sure. for the video people, but but I can edit depends it out. Big, the, the, the it depends on how big the book is, right? That you're going to be looking for to find the quote. Yeah. What's the book? The book is In Quest of the Pearl by Cindy Banks. And I know we just read out of um, another one of his books, but I was reading this for a program. So the quote is, I've told you before, the hearing and seeing I speak of is beyond the already formed intellect. Just listen and the answer you seek will come to you. And you know, what I love about that quote was that anything that we can find in the intellect is already in form. So we're looking in what's already been done, what's already been done, seen, heard to some extent. We're looking in the form to get to the forms to the spiritual nature. And I don't think that's, I think that helps us to navigate. Like when there's a lot of talk in the three principles community about having a better understanding of how things work does help to navigate life, right? It does. Yeah. But do we access this formless spiritual thing through mental intellectual understanding? And I think that that's kind of where we go, almost like we we move further away, like a hotter or colder game, right? We're trying to get a sense of who we are before the form, but we're trying to use the form, the intellect, to do it. I don't know, yeah. that might be too far out there, but that's where our feeling, I think, is so important. Say more about that, why the feeling is so important, because I'm with you on that. How does that look for you? It's a good question. You know, I feel like we've also, you and I have had discussions before on the podcast where life 
God, intelligence, uses the language of feeling to communicate not our intellect that's done and done, but it is the language of the feeling of things that gives us our go this way, say this, don't, you know, and I, and I have experienced that in so many ways and on so many different things. And I'm not sure if I truly valued it, Mm -hmm. but I do really think that, and I'm starting, just starting to really know it, that the feeling is the way that our wisdom, our intelligence communicates to us. It's the language. And usually the only times when I find that I don't follow it is because my intellect comes in and crushes it. <laughs> and it's just not, I don't know, like it, it will just, it comes in with something else and like that. And, it, but it, I truly believe it's because I didn't really see the value. I didn't experience the value of that feeling. Because there is so much in that. And when you start to kind of like tune in a way, like, like sense it's, its value, I don't think it will ever lead you astray. I think it can be trusted. And in the times when I've had that experience where I followed that, that knowing, that trust, that feeling. And I knew it wasn't from my intellect. I knew it wasn't how thought creates feeling. It's very different. But it, it took me in a perfect direction. No question and no doubt. I heard someone speaking about another quote by Sid Banks. And I wrote it down. It was doing without doing and thinking without thinking. And I'm just like, that's exactly it. Although I'm sure I've heard it before. And I was like, wow. (laughs) It's one of those things that when you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah. That's what it is. What? Yeah, yeah, to that, I, I remember. I don't know where where the quote came from, like where he said it or, but when I heard it, I was like, oh yeah, that's really what it feels like. It's a doing without doing and a thinking without thinking. Like that's all happening and yet it doesn't feel that way. Because uh, again, in the intellect, in those, how can you do without doing? But there's a feeling there that does make sense of that. A logic, intellectual, no sense, something deeper. Oh, and without doing. Yeah. It is, and this is, and this is where, you know, like when you pointed us back and said, yeah, sometimes being in the intellect and trying to figure stuff out, that feels good and that's fun. And it interests me, right? Because yeah. we're human. And that does feel good. But this is when you and I are having a chat about something that you can't put words to. And we can try. And we can speak around it. And maybe that's why 
feeling is the language because it doesn't need words. You know, the other thing that just popped back into my head right now is about that feeling. Mm. And, and I don't know if this is true for everyone, but that feeling was all I ever wanted. And it's Did always available. It was all you ever wanted? Yeah. I Everything I've ever done in my life was in order to feel that feeling. And there I am able to access that at any time because it's not in the doing where the feeling happens. I don't know if that's true for everyone. You know, but, but you know, the reason that sometimes I will work really hard and in order to, if there's a goal in mind, and the goal is because I like the feeling of it or, or, or what I think it will be like once I've achieved it. Well, that feeling doesn't come from the goal. I can get that feeling at any time. And it doesn't mean I'm just going to sit on a mountain top and, and meditate all my life because I'm not doing that. But at the same time, it, it's what is absolutely possible is to not see a battle between the intellect and the absence of intellect because it's all the same anyway. It's come from the formless. The formless will come into form in a myriad of ways, including you and me and everyone else. And to you listening to this at home or in the car or wherever you are. Can I share a quick story? Yes, please. Yeah. So there's a reason why the last few episodes have been re-releases. I've had a vacation. <laughs> And I'm saying it in such a way that it's just like a real vacation, not just like four days here, five days there. No, I took two weeks off. And um, something I haven't done for six years, I left my laptop at home on purpose so I would not do any work. I did take my work phone with me, which has my emails on it, but um, it did not leave the safe on holiday. I didn't look at it. And... The last day of the holiday, I needed to leave the room at about midday to get to the airport for my first of three flights home. And I was down at the beach by about 8.30 a.m., which was like a 90-second walk from my room down to the beach. And the staff got to know me, and they said, oh, do you want some fruit for breakfast? I said, no. Oh, if you're going down, to, I, just, I just want to go to the beach this morning because it was my last day. Oh, I'll bring you an Americano. Oh, geez, this is great service. And it had been great service the entire time. So I'm down on the sun lounger, shades on, putting some sun cream on, very hot, even at 8.30 in the morning. And uh, staff member, my friend, brings down my Americana. I'm sitting down. I'm then thinking, okay, I've now got three and a half hours until I leave. What do I need to do? to maximize this next three and a half hours, my last half day of the holiday while I'm sitting here. What do I need to do? I need to go in the sea once or twice, sun cream, take a few photographs. What else? Right. And I was making all this plans for what I needed to do for this next three and a half hours. And then I got into, okay, what's the order? When trying to make a time plan of this next three and a half hours, I don't know, half an hour I was spent, I spent in my mind doing this. And then 
in an instant I saw the sunlight shimmer on the wavelets on the sea. And it just transfixed me. And I went, that's all I want. And all this whoosh about the plan of how it should be, how this next three and a half hours should be, now the next three hours should be, all disappeared and I enjoyed the moment, which is all I ever wanted. It was a holiday for heaven's sake. It's for moments like that, not for planning it, not for me thinking myself into holiday mode, but being in holiday mode. And that to me is a metaphor in my opinion, why I think that just came to mind is because that's a metaphor for my entire life. I can either notice the fact that I'm alive right now, and right now is all there is, or I can be in my head about there is something better next, and something else not this. And I noticed again that even though my life is immeasurably different than it was, say, 12 years ago before I stumbled across this understanding, I still notice how much of my time is what's next in my head, as opposed to the feeling of now, the feeling of being present to this moment. And then I breathe out like I just did and just remember, this is what's really here and available always. And to me, that's the meaning of being alive in my mind. You know, your story made me think about our beautiful listener. And sometimes, and this is what's amazing about knowing this, is that the listener said, I feel like I need to understand this to have a better experience. And so there's these, these thoughts about and this is what makes it real, right? Because that's all, that's the only thing that's ever going on is that we have these thoughts and it creates our experience. So if we have thoughts where I will have a better experience when I understand all this better. Yes. <laughs> then that's, that's the experience our listener is going to have that it always stays in the future yeah that better experience is going to be in the future not now and when we and i do it too when i'm creating either thoughts about not enoughness or um because that's my jam is not enoughness and then or if this happens in the future then and and so we're creating this experience where there's always this thing just beyond our reach. But when we get onto it, we don't need to figure it out or even get further into that thought. Like when we notice that that's what we're doing, we're setting this feeling in the future, this better experience that we're not here in the moment. Yeah. But when we get onto it and we start to see, and that's where the understanding comes in, when we start to notice, oh, look what I'm doing. Here I am. I've just come back. And now that's available. The better experience of that present moment is 
always waiting for us right here. And I love that. And I think that that's what it's always saying, you know, when it's like you're only one thought away. Like when you catch yourself, now you're back. And this is where possibility lies. For a deeper feeling, for to be more present, to find this appreciation in the present moment. Not sure if we need to understand those thoughts as much as when we just notice that's what we're doing. We're like, oh, okay. Here I am again. Like you did on the beach. Oh, amazing. And we're also free to constantly be putting into the future and living in that way. And that's, you know, there's so much freedom in that. But I will say this to the listener and anyone else like me who does the same thing. You're closer than you think. That better experience is closer than you think it is. Thanks, Wen. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> that was a lovely chat. Yeah, it was. Well, I, I hope for our dear listener who sent in that inquiry, I hope you enjoyed our musing about that and to you as well. I hope you enjoyed our musing on that. And there's a hint in that too, in the fact that we are getting questions from some of our listeners, things for us to explore, and we'd love more of them. So anything that you think you'd like us to muse around, whether it's practical or whether it's spiritual or whether it's intellectual, we'll be up for it. So please do let us know. Thanks, Kate. And you've been listening to this week's episode of Under the Noise with Kate Roberts and me, Wynne Morgan. And uh, our contact details follow this and wherever you found this podcast as well, whether you've been watching on YouTube or you've been listening on whatever platform you use, you can find our contact details there and wish you a great week. See you soon. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and Kate at kateroberts.coaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.